and sound is on and we are live so welcome 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 ladies and gentlemen for those of you tuning over there for those of you tuning in on the mic um this is a brand new show and uh, yeah i'm thinking of calling it what was it called jowska yeah jowska is the name of this show it's a brand new one transmitting all the way from cyberjaya it's a bit out of town but it's comfortable don't you think man here we have a f special friend of mine um ak yeah ak Natalia and uh, welcome on the show, man. It's great to have you. It's like this is the first take, you know. I'm really let me just start off by saying that I'm really appreciative of all of this. Like, uh, and yeah, hopefully, it's gonna be fun, you know. It's like it's something that I've been thinking of for like quite a while now, and Maybe not so long, maybe in the past year or so, but really going into it in the past week. Uh, yes, for those of you listening, this show is looking to cover essentially day-to-day -day happenings of the world, while also getting to know a bit of my guests. And yeah, there will be other people coming into the show, other guests tuning in. I'm sure Atire will be back for more. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right? For sure. Don't, don't bail on me, man. a lot to do, bro. Yeah, <laughs> a lot to fucking do. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, just for these of you listening, that's about it, I guess. And it's not really about anything. It's just essentially about just you listening to me, hang out with my friends, and just talking shit. Yeah, yeah and yeah, who knows? Somewhere out, somewhere out there might be able to take some of the things... And advice that we're talking about, or just general fucking stories and something that you can learn from over there. So yeah, now, so let's start off. Um, so we've introduced you, Ataya Cordy. Um, In the flesh. Yeah. So yeah, no pressure. Like you know, just be yourself. Yeah, I think you we're know. all just chilling. We don't even uh, have to look at the camera. Like fuck them. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, the camera's not even. Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, it can come you know and join. bro. I mean, there's a lot to go on, but to come off and put it out there and put it in words, I guess I am just a being. I mean, I'm from Iran, bro. Yeah. And my whole thing is about making my message be heard and helping people reach that collective self yeah which we all lack in you know what i'm saying okay but, yeah it's something i think like viewers might um something i can talk about about Taya is like he's one of the most unique person i've ever met like it takes one to yeah recognize one and brother. um yeah there's something about uh how he thinks and how he approaches things it's very pure and it comes from a place of like um Pure intention, and I think that is very uh, strength that not many people practice or, you know, everybody possess that sort of skill, but not many people practice it because, I don't know, for their own reasons. But yeah, you you do it very well, and you you take banter very well as well. well you know, I appreciate he, that, he, Even though he's, like, he's, his sensitives are 
uh, his topics are sensitive or pure, <laughs> you know, but he can take a, a oh, yeah. round of that, like good but, yeah, ass it banter. It takes one to recognize one. <laughs> for real yeah. though, bro, you are one of the unique and most realist motherfucker I know. Because oh, like man. out here, bro, like a lot of people like fake it and like try to be about that. Um, yeah. Unique and like true love, but when it comes down to it, they like the intention, they like the power of will. But when it comes to you, bro, <laughs> when it comes to doing your tank, bro, you got that energy, you got that wild spiritual fire. You're really putting me on a pedestal, but yeah, thanks, I mean, man. Like, nah, thank you so bro, much. No worries. But, but yeah, we're not here. I guess people will find out more about me. As we're going, but I feel a bit embarrassed right now talking. I <laughs> want you on this show essentially to interview you, but obviously it's a two way street. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Thanks, thanks for <laughs> the kind words. It's a foundation, dog, you know? <laughs> thanks for the kind yeah, words. But yeah, let's get a little into like. Um, I, you're from I, Iran, right? So. Yeah, bro. Let's I'm talk from about Shiraz, bro. Shiraz, South, yeah. Let's talk about Iran a bit. Yeah. Yes, sir. Alright, so like, um, I was born in Shiraz. In '96, where is that? 2nd. Like in the south, or uh, yeah, not like all the way down south, but like central south ish. Mm. And like close to the capital. What's the capital of Iran? Uh, Tehran. Tehran. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah I was yeah. like living in Tehran yeah. since I was like three months old till I was eleven years old, but I was born in Shiraz and like. And this was like 1995, F- six to. 96 till I was like 11, 2009, 2008. And you moved here? Yeah, but then we moved here, me and my family moved here. My my pops and my mom were like trying to like pursue their uh, PhD education down in UPN because like they're psychologists. eh? Mm. Yeah, and like both of them? Yes. Um, awesome. My pops was mostly in, mostly into like family foundation, uh, but my mom does more like um, personal like counseling. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because like <laughs> uh, for this, yeah, again, if you guys are listening, like I've been to this dude's house, and, like, <laughs> I met his family, right? And his bro is like one of the sweetest fucking things I've ever walked into, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming there's all the roots from the, both of them being psychologists and especially rooting in that family sort of like environment Word. and being professionals in that sort of sectors of psychology. And man, it really shows, you know, like, especially oh, how yeah, you interact bro. with your sisters, how you interact with your parents. It's how even your mom interacts with me got me, caught me by surprise. Like, yeah, she was like, oh, you take care of a tire. to be a part of a family. <laughs> yeah, you take care of a tire now, so you're my son. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Bro, not, not everyone, not every mother says that, you know. A lot of mothers have yeah, a lot on their plate. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Run us intense, through, like, what it's like, you know, having parents like that. For real, for real, it gets intense. But like the thing is, it's a war, and the front line of life is to offer unconditional love. And like sometimes it's just about doing it, and about like what you got. It's about what you can give. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And uh, we believe in risk, bro. What you give comes back. You know what I'm saying? And and about like I mean, yeah, fancy, like 
diplomas can like get you a lot of education but bro yeah. this thing comes from like when you manage to sacrifice and put down things that schools don't teach you you know what i'm saying yeah and that's that's why i appreciate about my parents is like all the sacrifices they make you know what i'm saying of course like the comfort was there and the struggles was there but it was like the examples that was laid down that was the blessings you know what i'm saying but mm. that's that long story short 11 years old i'm down in malaysia bro i don't even know how to speak it damn word <laughs> but yeah yeah before we get there again word, like it's just like i feel like i want to know more about you know what it was like growing up with like that sort of family like what i mean you know you have um a holiday is different like would oh, you say hell yeah bro okay so you know? we got our own calendar right yeah and like the beginning of the year is at the spring so yeah basically we follow the whole like um uh, uh, what do you call it holy spring and kind of like nordic style yeah but it's our own thing we call it norus it's the first of the spring and uh, it goes on 13 days we have like 13 like different ceremonies a lot of like like raya we like between these days yeah we raya, like beraya and like see our family members mm. and you know uh we get like do it right we get money okay so like, that that's like all the traditional yeah, stuff i mean just we like we still got our own idol fitry too yeah 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 you know and that's probably like fucking different no, but what i'm asking it's like not as a little as raya ah uh, okay it's okay just it's, it's just like cool. yeah, yeah we grandiose right like crazy yeah, yeah so but our, yeah. our norus is how you guys celebrate right but like we're intense ah. like bro like the cultural ceremony and like every detail dog yeah. we have this like tablecloth we gotta like prepare and we call it half seen <coughs> right which just means <coughs> 7s eh? and there's like seven symbolic like items and um things that we put on this that resembles and symbolizes like um s fruitfulness fertility strength pride sacrifices and all the characteristics needed oh, throughout the year and it's dope like it's really and, interesting yeah. yeah and then we put the holy book in it the mirror a fish live fish we don't kill the fish i mean like by the side, you put the food and everything. Yeah. All the dishes are like is served, and we got. So, before the thirteen days begins, you start planting seeds, right? Like usually we do that with wheat or either dolls. You mm. just damp it in this cloth, and later they start rooting, dog. So mm. you start watering it every day. By the thirteen day, bro, you got yourself like this nice bush. It's green. <laughs> That's a symbol of fertility. Ah. You're going into the spring. You're going to the new year. And then on the last Wednesday of the year, before this all this new year and all, we call this thing Charshama uh, Suri. We get this fire going. We jump over the fire and we say this poem like. I give you my yellowness as my form of weakness. I take the redness out of you as your joy and energy. And we do that. But then, like, nowadays, bro, homeboys, we, like, packing heats. We, like, fireworks and shit. <laughs> uh, die, okay, bro. shit's changed, yeah, yeah, over the years. No, but it's cool. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it's all there, but, 
know, when it comes down to struggles and problems and lack of cultural education, because yeah. not all the masses are like blessed with the uh, luxury of yeah. being able to maintain the truthfulness. What about your? Uh, uh, just interested to know about your sort of extended family, like right. your parents, brothers, or sisters, and yeah. cousins, and all that so, stuff. Are they like sort of? Do they have this sort of similar vibe that you're you're living? Like, uh, is the family? I mean, do they, everybody does everybody live by the same social dynamics, or is everyone in totally different worlds? Yo, everybody like got their own unique world, but we all have like that similar yeah code. That, you know that rooted core, that yeah, DNA yeah, of that who you are, core, yeah, core. that reptilian but shit. To be honest, we're always, always like, I wouldn't say the black shape, and I wouldn't say the. We were very like different, because like for example, we were never into the conservative thing. Like yeah. my parents, my dad never forced me to pray. Yeah, which yeah. was something my uncle forced my cousins to do. Ah, okay. So it was weird. In yeah, all the yeah, 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 yeah. All the family, like, we all chill. Like, my uncle's like, yo, to my cousin, get out there and like, pray. And I mean, my dad told me, every, like, everything, pray, yeah. how to do everything. He told me, you gotta, he prayed all I the time. He just never forced himself. it. He prayed all the time himself. Yeah. I just didn't feel it. And he just never, like, forced it to me. I think, yeah, that's the way, right? Yeah. Like, to and, not force it, yeah. Is, Based on that cultural expectation, True. I'm always out there looking at my dad funny. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. Like, mm. They start getting judgy, like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. you're not Muslim enough. Blasphemy. You did not teach your child to pray? <laughs> blasphemy. You know how it is, bro. We got this thing all over yeah. the world. You know what I'm saying? So, we got that kind of family. And then we got, like, other, like, family members. Yeah. Who are, like, or like on I mean, the respect other side. to yeah dynamics of yeah. different and cultures got, like, and different homies, families. Homies that are, like on the other side, like yeah, almost like you know, from my kind of perspective, I wouldn't say like that's really responsible way of living. Yeah, you know but I ain't gonna judge it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying like ain't nobody living based on the same rules. We just got the same rooted codes. Like there's something. Yeah, exactly. It's no. like. It's like you might be, uh, one 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 family member might be a celebrity, another one might be a farmer. Yeah. But they probably shake legs the same way, or they drink yeah. coffee the same way. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like. But we still kick it all the time. Like yeah. one of the things we do a lot, like we do family shit a lot, bro. Like as, especially when we go down in Shiraz, bro. Yeah. Or Ahvaz, I was just down south, down south. Bro, I got more family <laughs> members down there. That's like by the like yeah. border of Iraq and like uh, the Gulf, bro. It's hella lit, bro. And like some of the best, like so you got like, Iraq here, you got Saudi Arabia here, you got Bahrain here. It's yeah. the richest like area for trapping. It's mad ill down there, bro. Okay, trapping. For those of you listening, like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, so trapping is like basically people who are like um, gaining money through like uh, uh, hooking up all the malls and all the boutiques in the town. 
with like other like um, clothes like let's say because of the sanctions okay, right? yeah because of all the sanctions uh, homeboys are self-sufficient but at the same time you got like homeboys in the streets that want to rock that streetwear that Yeezy's wearing, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They don't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? And they gonna get it. So, like, there's people that, like, in Bahrain, and, bro, it's, like, open market out there, bro. So, there's, like, a legit, like, established, legit, bro. It's legit. established it's market of just things, sort of things that people desire and want. Oh, yeah, it's just, like, and their like, street, bro, it has nothing to do with, So, like, there's no, like, supply. actual shops in these places? There is. So, it's... It's in the malls, bro. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, it's so, it's just shops, essentially, it's, it's shop. people conducting but businesses. it's not produced in the country, so they're coming through the ports. Ah, you know okay, it's all... Oh, okay, okay, so it's all imported. down south there, ah. you know what I'm saying? So, they're importing it from there. It's, like, all these duty-free items. And yeah, but it's private sectors. So it's like all the homeboys doing it, all the like homegirls like doing it, you know what I'm saying? And then there's like the so what do you call that? sectors. What do you call that trade area? What do you call it? Like that area, like the mall? Like, no, like they bring it, right? And then they send it through like the malls and they, they sell it wherever they want through their suppliers and whatnot. You know what uh, they just sell the clothes and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the country, you know. And I just bring it. But if I was like a cab driver, uh, just landed in the country and I wanted to go, go to there. the mall, bro. So I just tell them I want to go to the mall. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, like, you're going to find it. It's just a big ass thing. It depends. If you go to Tehran, it's easy to find anything. If you I thought when you say trapping, like, you know, there's like guys coming in with like their own shit. Like, <laughs> yo, we're all out here. Everything's our own shit. It's on I display. Mean, kind of. of course they got that too. Yeah, like in the middle of the ports. Of in the, in the middle of the that. ports. They yeah. got that, bro. For, right off the port. Bro. It's like Pataling Street kind of, of shit. Course, yeah, bro. yeah. Right off the port. Uh. Bro, and you can get it like the cheapest price out there, bro. For, yeah. And because of that, there's also a lot of like sketchy shit happening. Mm. Anyways, so back to the family things. Yeah. Homeboys, we like to do a lot of family, like doing picnics and going all like, you know, taking the whole family out. So that means like families like my uncles, my aunties and like, their uncles and their aunties, <laughs> bro. Like and like my uncle's brother. I mean, yeah. not my uncles. Like as in my auntie's husband's brother had this bus, right? Yeah. So he used to like take us out. Like we used to go off town, like out of the Shiraz, and we used to drive like just drive off and like go anywhere, right? This one time we were going about to go to this mountain hill, but like we ended up going to this other town. We ended up being like a whole week on the road trip uh, with the whole family that was like 19 of us, bro. Shit, okay. Bro, it was lit. This is pretty like similar to, I guess, like a lot of things that we go through here in Malaysia. But yeah, I guess, it, yeah, speaking of Malaysia, like, so what, what made you guys transition? Yeah, you were saying your parents were going to teach here, right? Sorry? Your parents were going to teach here, was it? No. My parents you, were studying here. Studying here, yeah. yeah they in were UPM. doing their PhD in UPM. Doing their PhD, both of them. Yeah. In UPM. Yeah. And that was in 2008, no? 2008 to 2012. Uh, when my mother was until 2013. Cool, and cool. then by the time they were done, so like we originally came out here for like a four year plan. Yeah. But like by the time they were done, like I was like in the middle of my IGCSE plan. Yeah, yeah. 
And then my little sister was in her IGCSC plan. Mm -hmm. And okay. then my old sister was doing her like um, degree in Limcoquing for architecture. Yeah. So what is so? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be like some people tuning in uh, from across the world. I don't know how far this will reach, but you know, you never know. But tell us like what what is it like, man? Like coming to Malaysia as a person from Iran and uh, you know experiencing this whole new culture especially during those early days you know I guess it must have been like really tough and like maybe you could give your input on some of the things that people should consider when moving here you know well um, see the thing is when we moved to Malaysia she was partnered because I mean personally I couldn't speak English but um, when I say she was popping, it's because people weren't used to seeing foreigners. So we wasn't getting treated drunk, you know mm. what I'm saying? But like after a while, after a while, when people got used to that, then they started like, you know, bringing like different traits that wasn't so respectful. And at the same time, wasn't so comforting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And on their defense, there was a lot of foreigners that were doing a lot of nasty things. That were raising a lot of questions. Malaysia wasn't prepared for that. Malaysia was really welcoming a lot of foreigners from a lot of cultures. Mm. And there was this period of time between 2000 to 2014 where she was out of control. Like, yeah. There wasn't really much policing on who keeps coming back. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was crazy, man. Especially during that time where I think it was, uh, was it, what, now it was the 15th general election or something like that. But yeah, it was the yeah, one yeah, before yeah. that. But that there were so the many aftermath. voters. That was, yeah, that was, that was the, the aftermath, aftermath of yeah. it all. But what happened because of that it was like was on the so days. many unregistered voters or like some crazy people yeah. with some crazy names on the ICs and it's just like Big time. got and out of control yeah. that, a lot of shit ran through Malaysia just because of that you know what I'm saying Malaysia mm. became the port yeah because I guess we were very welcoming yeah. we needed it yeah and it was beautiful but the yeah. thing is that ruined a lot of it. things for a lot of good peoples yeah. Two, two kind of good peoples. The good peoples of Malaysia that were just welcoming and wanted to develop Malaysia. Yeah. And the good people that wanted to come and, you know, use the blessings and, like, you know, help Malaysia, help them help the world. Or, like, you know, the people that were just paying the taxes, paying the bills, making big-ass businesses here, making big-ass investments out here, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And their name got wrong because a bunch of motherfucking lowlifes that wanted to like do it because they couldn't do it back in their homes. Yeah. While these other people came out here because they wanted to do it better than they were doing it back in their yeah. homes. You know what I'm saying? But I guess like this all speaks about the whole problem and the underlying issue of the world where you know, concerning immigration, right? Mm. And yeah, it's like you can see there's a shift now where countries are like closing their borders and people are like coming back into themselves. Countries are coming back into itself and trying to be fully independent. Right. And it's, I don't think we can blame them, right? Because right. like it's 
uh, it's your country and what are borders and you know nationalities and all this stuff if it's if we don't sort of like get access to a specific geographical location but at the same time there's always that discussion of like hey we're all from planet earth you know like we all share this like why do we need to have borders why do we need to have all this stuff and like i think i really think it really just comes down to we should really always be on the lookout for trouble Mm -hmm. and if it makes um, it easier that we are defined by nationalities and countries and so on and so forth, then then we should sort of, um, how to say, we should sort of um, welcome people, but also that's the thing you see it's just like it's not gonna no, work as well thing, like, it's not gonna work if I if, you know what I'm saying the reason why I'm not saying is because like I don't think it's gonna work it's such a complex issue what do you think uh, the thing is I believe that um, nobody ever had to move out of their place yeah um, and um, I don't mean by that as in traveling or going somewhere to achieve something and return I mean to migrate, to run away. I mean to seek refuge. You know, the problem is not migration. The problem is illegal migration. The problem is uh, refugees. The problem uh, is people not having a place to live. The problem is not people so, who have investments. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to say like, oh, why you got like $100,000 trying to invest in my country? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The problem is when like somebody got no home. Somebody yeah. who's got PTSD, yeah. somebody who's been warned. So I guess illegal immigration is making everything for yeah, everyone. It's else. making actual immigration. Like, Same wrong. I mean, birds yeah. migrate, bro. It's all about seeking the advantage to ride life at its finest. Uh, wave. And while you do that, you are also feeding everyone else True. around you. You know what I'm saying? If I'm coming out here, I ain't coming out here no like, bro, I gotta pay monthly for my like house, I gotta pay for my uni, I gotta pay for my airtime, for my visa, I gotta pay every fucking like yeah, six yeah. months, bro. So like what I'm saying is that that's investment that's coming into the country. That's not the problem. The problem is that when a country cannot sustain the people that's coming. And then when those people have experienced something that then these said people can't deal with. If I see someone who just came from Syria, I do not have the emotional yeah. intelligence to deal with them. I cannot handle their yeah. struggle. You know what I'm saying? So, dog, the problem is not... That's true. The problem is not me being worried about, oh shit, why are you coming to my country? That's like, yo, I feel that. That's your country. Yeah, and you yeah. feel bad. Like, that's like saying, I come to your house and I get mad at you for looking at me funny. Like, I just intruded your house, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's true. So, that's not the problem. The problem is the fact that, yo, what just, happened to my house? Yeah. Some other guy came in. And occupy that house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta see what's the root of that problem. But that's so I guess to answer the question of like, 
immigration and how, how do we handle it. I guess like what we've sort of come to a conclusion is that we should still protect our borders like regardless and in, increase efficiency and that's what we should focus on increasing efficiency. How do we vet people better? How do we smoothen this whole process so that families are not frustrated, childs are not separated and all this stuff. You know, and but at the same time, like um um at the same you, time you can't close the the border completely. Right. And you know? not just that. Um I believe that apart from the fact that we should protect ourselves from people who well, are falsely yeah. here, we should also protect whoever who's rightly here. Yeah, exactly. Keep the borders open but Man, do your job, you know, the, the government got to do their fucking for job, real, like, for real, for real. seriously, like, I think politicians and take a big fucking swing at this and, like, put the blame on other politicians, when in the end, it's their administration that's fucking up, like, yeah. the people that and are currently the in power. And that don't want to contribute back yeah. to society, bro. It's not because this other politician is trying to stop immigration or, like, that other politician is trying to let it go and so on and so forth. It's just... People not being able to realize that, A, like, the fault is in their own hands. But you can't blame them. They're looking for votes for the next round. And they have to politicize things. They have to make things a big deal. And that's how they get paid. And, you know, it's no one's fault. Uh, It's all the corporations' games. Yeah, but I think what politicians should be paying attention towards or, you know, be looking out for is also... Don't politicize so much. You're here to represent a cog in the machine that is the government. And the government is made of the people and you serve the people. And that is the first sort of thing that you do. And from there, then you think about the, the rest. First of all, you're a, a servant. You've, you've, you've given yourself up for the government to help and I think that should be your priority instead of garnering garnering votes you know Preach. and yeah I think media has a lot to do with getting these politicians wanting to politicize stuff right because like yeah because media is like just like right there yeah, it's just fueling the fire though. yeah exactly it's fueling that's the fire that's what they live on though that's what they yeah. live on they live on the mayhem they gotta see some shit go down true and the thing is all that shit, media is just the fourth branch. It's just one of the fourth, uh, four horsemen that's going to bring forth that all that destruction yeah. that's coming from. Like, and I think it's like not their fault as well. It's the natural way of media works. You know, sure. they have to. It's yeah, their nature. <laughs> it's like how politicians politicize. They have to make headlines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they have to get people interested. They have to get uh, this one and so on and so forth. But. I think we're in a yeah, but I think we're in a very special position, like humanity, because I think we're coming into a point where media is becoming so saturated, it's becoming so accessible. Like, look at us making a podcast and so on and so forth, and that would, in essence, just saturate the whole fucking market. Whereby, like, you can't. I I foresee a future whereby making content or video content will be cheaper than ever and right. you won't get as much royalties as before. With that being said, it's going to be so saturated that the specialized versions of this, the stuff that the governments want and the stuff that the government needs are all media tools that will help. 
So from there, you can be draw sanctions in them. Governments, um, sort of, let's say their own media broadcasting agency cannot talk about certain things because I think like the problems of this world root from people just making a big deal out of it, and I think we'd learn throughout history over and over again, like politicians politicize and like they get people riled up for no fucking reason when there's actually not a real problem there. There's somewhat of a problem. But I think like, you know, uh, we'll move on from that. Um, everything will be in, in the power of the people. Oh yeah. So whatever oh, sector true. that the government does have sh- should um, be for good and it should be sanctioned and it should be regulated and all that kind of stuff. And I think we'll be moving towards a media world that's very interesting because once the power is in the people, I think countries will begin to look at themselves as corporations mm. and they have to begin releasing content like this as well. Mm. People will be covering the news, people will be covering sports, people will be covering music. I think governments need to step up. That's the next way of making money, I think. So here's the thing, I believe it's yeah. already that way because yeah. corporations run everything and exactly. governments are basically just a front for anything Look at else. like <laughs> Najib bro, he's on like music videos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a joke. And like on a like global scale we're talking, like yeah. corporations run anything and every need of human beings, therefore like they have bent reality and the perception of reality to this degree, to this delusion, where people are just like kept in this like delusion of like consumerism where they just like fucking consume anything and everything, they're fed and mm. They're like told how to think, they're told how to fucking yeah, dress yeah. and everything. So it's easy to control them because the all all their branches like are being controlled by the same corporational entities, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's always gonna come down to like the thirteen royal families and the one elite that's controlling them, you know what I'm saying? Based <laughs> on like all that central like Rothschild banking system, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's all gonna come down to like the fact that people gotta raise their own personal awareness and teach each other, help each other, eat better, yeah, think better, talk better, heal better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we can live better, yo. But again, like I mean, talking about that future as well, there are some problems that arise. Like, how do you censor media? You know, like, is there a way to you sense? Can't censor. You exactly, censor. they should. It shouldn't be, yeah. and like, media should not be censored, and yeah. news should not be censored. Exactly, but news then again, be. like, if that is the case, then those regulations will become useless. You know, because corporations can take that same exact stance and just say see, it can't be censored. But at the same time, no, regulations should not be. Uh, Policies, I feel. Policies on anything to do with government. Policies should not be involved in it because regulations should be enforced yeah. and regulations should actually be enhanced. No, I mean like their access to, to media, like politicians' access oh, to media. Right. Like in terms of them like making hypothetical situations without any proof, rallying up people, that sort of thing, you know, jousting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
I feel like yeah, yeah, that's what I'm that saying. That should it be should, regulated, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's why yeah. I said the regulation should like be enhanced uh. on all fronts, because bro, the thing is, yes, you are allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. You're, you got the freedom of expression, but anything you say can and will be used against you. It, anything you say got consequences. Bro. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can say whatever I want, but it's got consequences. I gotta face it. Why did I say it? Mm. What did I mean with it? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Now that you said it, this is what's gonna come up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't be like held accountable. Like I shouldn't be in prison for saying it. But if I say something that's like I don't know, like is directing to a felony. If I say something that's offensive, yeah. if I say, I shouldn't be uh, um, punished for the act of saying it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I should punish for what my act, um, what my words are implying, for what my words are referring to. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I think yeah, that's a you fair, that's a fair sort of argument to bring to the table in terms of. But yeah, it's still a very dynamic and we still don't know the problems that might arise from just that you know yeah. but yeah I think politicians should fucking politicians fix. suck ass no no do your job keep doing it but man like be a little bit more pure <laughs> yes please yeah be a little bit more pure with your work and stuff like that but yeah I mean these are just like Concerning politicians that obviously don't do a good job, don't um, we just don't want to name specific names right now, but maybe across like some countries in the west or like countries up up near the north and so on and so forth. But it doesn't really matter because there are plenty of good politicians out there kicking in it for us, um, lifting up laws for us and. Thanks. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> Shout outs. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's get to most. Let's talk about well stuff like um, yeah. Usually in this part, I think I want to insert some sponsors for those of you listening as well. This is the first show. Obviously, um, I have been talking to some sponsors, but nobody signed anything yet. So, for those of you who are interested and listening, looking for a plug to plug your shit, just uh, hit us up. Um, but yeah, do you got any, for now? I think on the first episode, it's, do you got anything that you use daily um, that you you think that everyone can benefit from? Like maybe a product that that you came across recently or. Uh, an item, a technology, or anything, yeah, that you just want to give a shout out to for helping your life. I'm gonna give a shout out to GMM Good Mythical Morning for one of for being one of the most amazing and enthusiastic entertainers that I met. Yeah, they're really good, man. I never met them, (laughs) but I keep them and uh, keep them a part of my daily routine. Shout out, be your Mythical best. Hopefully, yeah, they're, they're listening. Hopefully, yeah, for yeah. sure, bro. One day, they will. Yeah. Oh, they will, they will. But, Red. yeah, like... Um, Red, I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, 
podcast and you know, speaking, of, I don't tune in that much on like Good Mythical Morning, but I've seen a few yeah. of the episodes and they're really good. I really like Very them. Good. They're really fun, and they give a an element that I think is appropriate for all ages. And yeah. And, and it's interesting, yeah. Their their humor has a very well balanced uh, sense of equilibrium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's very it's thoughtful. Very it thinks about uh, the other person and how they feel, yeah, yeah. and like they don't go overboard. Like yeah, you know, it's just like sit stay in your lane, and it's nice. And the thing I appreciate about them uh, is that first of all, they grew up together down in South Carolina. And like they were like schoolmates and whatnot, mm. and so they kept this shit throughout their whole life. Yeah, yeah. Like, they got so much flaws, dog, <coughs> but they're perfect. Like all the way, like they just like do their shit, eat some stupid shit, and they're just brave <laughs> as fuck. And they've got me through some of the roughest motherfucking times. Mm. Their stupid humor got me through <laughs> some rough. Motherfucking edges. Uh, but yeah, I was um, speaking of getting through stuff with podcasts. I think Gary Vee was really good. Yeah, Gary Vee is super yeah. dope. And I, I got into him like, um, I think it was late 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Late yeah. 2016. And I was watching, I don't know, I, I forgot which one of his videos was the first one that I watched. But, and that guy is. He's out of this world, man, and he's like, uh, his ideas, I love his ideas. Yeah, they're not even ideas anymore, they're, they're fucking facts, bro. Like, he's spinning. He's like, manifesting yeah, into reality, though. He has such a candor when it comes to just like, he has no filter. He knows what the problem is, facts. what you should do, when you should do it, and he's not shitting on you. He's he just like, like he is. just says it like it is, and it's up to you if you want to fucking take it or not. And it's like, that's one of the like, Things that I'm attracted to him the most, and I was Facts. just watching to his vlogs. Fuck, I was religiously watching that shit for like a year straight, and then like after that, I met him. Right. I think it was last year, and last year I met him at uh, what was it called again? The one of the conferences. Uh, I can't. I can't really remember right now, but I wish I could shout you guys out. But yeah, for bringing Gary V over. Anyways, Gary was over. So shout I got out to there. Gary, though. Huh? Shout out to Gary. Yeah, shout out to Gary. And yeah, so I got there, right? And the event was supposed to start at 9 a.m., right? And like, um, it was a two day conference where they had like plenty of other speakers and all yeah. this stuff. Really interesting. Like, I've never been to anything like that, but I've always heard about stuff like that. So went there. But I didn't arrive at 8, nor did I go on the first day. I actually arrived fucking late at like 3 p.m. on the second day. But that was only because I knew like Gary was only going to be in like way later, you know. And like I was supposed to, I, I arrived and I think he was three speakers like uh, after. So when I arrived, there was like three other speakers who talked about like Really interesting stuff like financial management and wealth management, wealth creation and all this yeah. sort of stuff. And like they give you the ins and outs on like trading, all this crazy stuff. So it was really cool. Like these guys were talking for about two hours, some of them three, some of them one and a half. Crazy ass slides, yeah. presentations, facts down to the 
core, right? And then at the end of it, they plug this shit. Okay, you can come to my classes, blah, blah, blah. Like, I have classes and so yeah. on and so forth. And they hit you with a price tag. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Some of these fucking classes that you sit them with them through, are like 10,000 ringgit onwards, bro. Yeah, and it's fucking crazy. And Even he, like, like, he was like, he made a comment on that. He was like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. don't you guys even fucking come here? The yeah. fact that you guys came Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, and like, um, he, he arrived and, um, <laughs> like, this guy just, I think when the first speaker that I was listening to was up on stage, I tuned into Gary's Instagram. He had just arrived in Kuala Lumpur. He just landed and he was two speakers away. I was like, wow, this guy is just like, he really times his stuff perfectly. Yeah. So he arrived, he was just there for literally 35 minutes. I had the whole thing recorded like on my, and I was just in audio form, but everything was recorded and it's like, shit, man, like, that's all you guys say, and it's like most of the stuff that he says are the same thing as his videos, you know. So that's that's really when you know he's fucking real, and like what's in like what people don't understand is that what he fucking says is that you don't need to be here. Like, yeah. Why the fuck are you here? Yeah, all the fucking tools the, in, in your yeah, head. Yeah. The entire summary of that speech was basically just gave me like fuck. Why am I here? Why did I pay five hundred ringgit? To watch to this shit, it. like, you know, when I could use that money to expand businesses or expand ideas and ex scale trade or whatever, yeah. you know, invest. Uh, yeah, so that was out of the speech and I'll never go to one of those conferences again. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he was back here this year and nah, man, even though the prices got cheaper, it's like, fuck that shit, bro. It's like, I'm going to see you. When it's time, bro. When Dude, it's, you're gonna see him when yeah. he comes down to your house for a fucking drink. Yeah. Pressure, so, man. It's no yeah, pressure. That's where but we're yeah. at. You know, all these like sort of things that changed my life, like quite literally, you know, Gary. Because um, I was, you know, I was always in the mindset of, especially when I was growing up, it was always play and work with two separate things. You know, two completely different things. And like, and you could tell because my mom would shut off the TV so that we would study or do homework and whatnot. Or you have certain curfews, I would have to sleep at nine all the time just so I can get up at school and last throughout school. You know, but that was the major concern. It was work. And then like once you're done with work, you can play. Whether it's go outside, play football, music and all that stuff but it was always treated as something that was not important yeah. it's just play it was just like you can do it anytime and any time of the day it's not important so when gary came into the picture it was not to say the first time but the first time that it was articulated and sung to me so fucking well it just clicked in my head like oh shit you got it's the same thing like work and play is it's about tapping into who you are and what you are as a person. It's and just about being able to capitalize yeah. on who you are. Exactly. And, and that shit growing is not that person. the same as selling out, bro. Like, some people think that selling out and capitalizing yeah, on who no. you are is the same shit. Selling out is when you sell yourself short for something that you want to get yeah. without the struggle. Exactly, taking a shortcut. Work, you know? but when you want to capitalize on yourself, it's when yeah. you manifest like a god. Yeah. You work for it like a slave, then you enjoy it like the king. Yeah, 
It's like what you've, she came you've accepted she your circumstances. You've accepted your strengths, your weaknesses, what you can do and what you can't do. And you just go and you develop and you grow and you become mm. better and bigger. Mm. And that is like one of the best things that anybody, a best, one of the best ideas that was ever introduced to me. And it really changed my fucking perspective on everything, man. It's like now I'm like, shit it's not about like hitting checklists anymore yeah it's about like how many things i can put on that checklist and how many i can strike out you know because that paper is infinite it's i'm no longer uh uh bordered or uh, limited by this paper now i've got the canvas of the the now universe it's you know, a spiral growth yeah. you chop up you and take down yeah. you keep on purging on yourself you become that fine ass motherfucking ultimate version of yourself that you always wanted to conjure yeah exactly and it's like the time before that before all of that i was very like insecure obviously and then there was um uh, selfishness there was um ego boost there was uh, all sorts of frustrations that came along you know and all of these things, things like Gary Vee, this podcast, and other books that I've read, you know, throughout throughout my time, have all chipped away at the norms that you were forced to be molded into. It just chips it all away, and then what, in the end, reaches is that core of your soul. And I think I'm still chipping away at some things. Obviously, we're all going through our own struggles and stuff like that. But I think like I've come to a position where I'm a little more secure with myself. Like I feel more rooted. <laughs> I feel like I don't pay attention to whatever thoughts that are going around behind the camera, like whatever they're saying or behind the speakers. You know, it's just about being myself and like not caring about what others think about it. And I think I've hit a plateau, especially recently. You know, um, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's age, maybe it's the experiences that I've it's had in the shift. past. Yeah, it's a collective shift of of my life, I guess. And it's like, hey, like, stop being uh, so sensitive. Right. I think I think um, I cry, cry out wolf too much. Especially maybe not physically, but man, I'm doing it a lot in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm complaining about shit in my head. Like, I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, it's still, you know it still affects your life because like you might think that nobody else is hearing but man you can't lie to yourself man if you're sensitive and all being all egoistic like you hate people in the inside but on the outside you're all like fine and shit like that then yeah it's obviously still not going to work out because what's important is you start with the good thoughts and then you express it outwards you know see here's a story i won't like i would like to tell you bro Mm. so Buddha was a prince who was living in luxury all his life. Yeah. And so one day he feels this void inside him, inside the castle as he was pacing around. It didn't make sense to him, like all the luxury and Mm. materialism no longer made sense to him and no longer quenched his thirst. Mm. So he left all his uh, jewelries and he 
uh, stole one of the janitor's clothes and yeah. he ran outside. So he runs outside and he sees the village outside and everybody's suffering. Mm. Everybody's suffering and everybody is in vain. And so he starts to uncontrollably help people with whatever he can. Mm. So slowly he learns that people are suffering because there is a mean king that's living on luxury. And mm. that king was basically living off their suffering. So then Buddha dedicates his life to healing and serving all the people of the village. And it's that journey from uh, his reality towards the external life that he wanted to seek salvation yeah. in other people's uh, comfort because he felt guilt of his past. He felt guilty of his existence, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So he went on and kept on going. And so, like, after a while, homeboy was weak. He Like, he didn't eat, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, he mm. was questioning everything. He was, like, about to die, and he realized that he's about to die. So he starts walking away from the village to this nice, like, garden and whatnot. And he, like, slowly passes out. Yeah. Faints. And then he wakes up in this cabin, right? There's soup cooking, there's fire, it's nice and warm, he's being clean, his yeah, yeah. wounds has been washed. And an old lady, she's very old, she can barely walk, she comes in and mm. she's cleaning his head and he cannot <coughs> take it, he cannot <coughs> accept the fact that something good is happening to him because yeah. He doesn't feel like he deserves it. And he cannot allow that woman to do it because he wants mm. to heal her. He wants to help her. Mm. And then she laughs at him and he said, what kind of healer can't love and heal himself? Oh, she... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a really interesting story. Yeah, hey, it might not be the historical event. Yeah, yeah, of course. Place, yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? No, yeah. <laughs> but I get the underlying message. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> but yeah, back to it all, like, um, moving towards a new chapter, I guess, in my life. And uh, it explains the podcast. I think for those of you listening, this is more of just an outlet for me to vent. Also, an outlet on top of many things for me to vent my creative ideas and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah sort of discover and discuss and yeah so um i think we should move on to the next plug i think i um, what has helped me recently tremendously ah i think i got one no no Alright, I would like to invite you guys to listen to five minutes of Tibetan singing bowls. These are um, <laughs> just bowls and they're great. So um, these bowls are played and tuned by uh, Dharma master like yeah. Bodharmas. Bodharmas are masters of the Zen uh, path who have obtained a higher uh, order to their 
chemical imbalance. Therefore, they're more calm, and so their frequency is more in tune mm. with the higher frequency. When they play these uh, singing bowls, they can alter our subconsciousness. Yeah, and yeah. They can telepathically heal and guide us. Yeah. Um, Tibetan singing bowls are widely uh, available uh, through you know, <laughs> YouTube. You know, the best one out there is like the picture of this one bowl and like the background is kind of purple looking ish. Yeah. Yo, that's the shit. It's 11 <laughs> out there, 11 hours. The record is 7 hours and half. Break it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but like do it for five minutes and work on your breathing. Five second inhale. Eight-second exhale. Mm. Get your shit on. Yeah, I think, like, one thing I want to plug is um, my friend Misa and Boy, <coughs> but mostly Misa. He's, uh, they've taught me how to cook. Mostly Boy, but Misa runs this thing called Makan Thing, so I'm just going to mention uh, that. Misa. Just, uh, you know. It's one package because you both kind of taught me how to cook and like yeah man I just want to say shout out thank you so much like dude you saved my fucking life bro like man I'm now f f I'm three quarter proud of being Malay <laughs> you know because I can live up to that full three quarters uh, now that I can cook some sambal belacan some uh, some ayam um here my kitchen. And the other day I came into the house, I was like, Boy, you be cooking? Like, yeah. It's like yeah. Nah, man, you got it from outside. It's like, nah, I cooked it. I was like, bro, it smells like really good though. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Yeah, I for those of you listening, like the impact of this is like severe because like I've only taken out I've only taken out food. For the rest of, like, since forever, you know. Oh, I've eaten out or at friends' places or, like, oh. you know, my whole family doesn't cook. <laughs> and, like, I think the closest thing we got to home-cooked food is when we had a maid who could cook. And, uh, yeah, she would cook us a lunch and dinner. But, yeah, man, this is such a thrilling moment. Shout-out to Mizan Boy and shout-out to Makan Thing. It's uh, this food delivery thing based in Ardamansara. For those of you in the area, you might want to check that out. Great food, super great food. Anyways, um, I think we can talk about some news that are happening in the world. What's happening in the world? Let's check it out. I think this could be a segment that we do. Just run through a little bit of news and see like what's pressing and what's relevant. Oh yeah, big news coming out of Iran and USA, right? Mm-hmm. Plenty of um, Some tensions going on in um, the US and what what's happening over there? Like what's the main threat they're saying that the 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 Americans are saying that the Iranians are Alright, so there's like two fronts that the Iranian uh, I'm sorry, the Americans are leading their propaganda from. Yeah. I'm not saying what's actually happening. I'm just saying from their perspective, yeah. what they're leading on, right? The first thing first is that saying Iran is still um, fusing its uranium and it's activating it, yeah. right? But the process of enriching our uranium 
is within our rights based on the five plus one communities agreement yeah. that we had lately. You know what I'm saying? But then they went and they didn't help their end of the bargain. You know what I'm saying? So things went start getting flimsy. And but we kept our uh, enrichment progress of the six percent, which was the allowment. You know, it, which isn't even enough for a full functioning uh, nuclear plant. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's let alone a nuclear warhead. You know what I'm saying? And Iran was perfectly capable of like making it, but we were just like, we don't need it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So the sanctions would be dropped. But not only didn't drop the sanctions, they like triple it. But that's just facts. Now we go back on what America's trying to lead this on. First they're saying that, oh, Iran is in fact enriching uranium. And there was this terrorist attack on um, one Japanese uh, oil drum. Yeah. Search that up real quick. And, I think I saw that one, yeah. And then they put out this dumbass video, and then this motherfucker say there is Iranian handprint. <coughs> yeah. Iranian handprint? <laughs> Fuck is that? <laughs> Bro. Yeah. Uh, anyways, they're using the same shit they did to Iraq, they're yeah, doing the same shit they did to uh, Libya and Afghanistan, they're pulling the war on terror bullshit. Yeah. Look at that shit, bro. What are you telling, bro? Look at this. The fake moon landing shit was better than this, bro. So yeah, it's just generally it's um, the Japanese tanker, oil tanker that got. Yo, even attacked. Japan itself, the prime, the minister of the, the defense yeah. minister of Japan said there is no evidence. Yeah, there's no substantial evidence, and even Germany and like all these. Yeah, even Germany waiting, everybody's waiting, and like, yo, like even we Trump, even Trump's like not on board with this. Yeah. Like, what in the world is going on? And then the same motherfuckers that push war on Afghanistan and Iraq are uh, uh, Afghanistan and Iraq are now pushing it because they're the same motherfuckers that got that big cut from Rothschild back in the day, like 2013, when they're pushing for Libya and like when they're pushing for Afghanistan to stay. They were trying to get more troops back yeah. in Afghanistan lately. Exactly. No, that that whole Middle East, like. It's never been about pulling out. Like, they don't want to pull out. They want oh, to secure they, that place. They fight for one thing. God. Yeah. G-O-D. Gold, oil, drugs. Yeah. Brother, i tell you one thing. <coughs> where do you think Al-Qaeda came from? Yeah. Do you know where Al-Qaeda came from? Explain, yeah. All right. So, Al-Qaeda did not exist until the war on communism, a.k.a. the war on USSR or the Soviet Union wasn't over. See, what was happening is that when the Soviets were pushing south towards Afghanistan and Pakistan, there were these militias that were armed, trained, and sponsored by CIA okay. called the Freedom Fighters. Where can people find the evidence for this? Sorry? Where can people find this oh, evidence? Search it. I mean, like, no, just illustrate okay. for the... So, um... 
where should they be looking if they want to find you can just about search this. freedom fighters okay or like yeah and the then explain now come about. about okay as you go about you can search on the history of al-qaeda and how they went from freedom fighters to al-qaeda i will elaborate mm, now. yeah um so freedom fighters were these militias that were armed sponsored and trained by cia and other agencies like mi6 uh, to to fight communist uh, Soviet uh, forces uh, in Afghanistan and Pakistan, you know what I'm saying? And then when that war was over, these people said, "I right, this is our place, right?" And they started cultivating more Islamic rules. So they stopped the production of poppy seed to all together. Mm. Afghanistan no longer produced. One, I mean, it was illegal by Sharia law. Yeah. So, of course, if there was, there would have been consequences, right? But then, skip to the part where America moved in in the name of democracy, in the name of looking for Bin Laden, yeah. who was himself a trained CIA agent. Yeah. These are all facts. They're not even trying to cover this shit up no more. Mm. These are, these are like fucking burn cards. It's interesting. Because, like, yeah, I mean, like, the whole situation and... One second. So, like, uh, <coughs> after that, uh, they were in Afghanistan, <coughs> and the production of poppy uh, seeds actually doubled the time before freedom fighters. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Afghanistan. Why do you think troops are still in Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whole country is just a fucking puppy farm, right? Yeah, now. there's nobody there anymore. It's a heroin They've farm, killed bro. everyone. It's a heroin <laughs> farm, bro. Uh, it's an entire country as a They're heroin farm. They're trapping all the heroin. But yeah, I think the g- bigger agenda surrounding all of these things is like that. It kind of seems suspicious, right? That all of these countries that they're going for, and they only have one ally, and that is Israel. And I mean. There's obviously deeper oh, contexts, yeah, deeper contexts and so on and so forth. But doesn't it seem suspicious? Like, man, you come in to uh, first you instigate a fucking not uh, a crash that didn't fucking happen. You ran planes through your own buildings and bombed places and said that there were planes just to get your entire country to go to war, and then after that. Not are you just not fighting with the country that you're going to war with. You're not fighting with their neighbors. Going to Iran, Libya, and um, I mean, uh, what what other countries are that like? Um, they went to Syria, Iraq, they went to Syria, Afghanistan, yeah, Iraq, Lebanon. They went to Libya. See, here's yeah. the thing, bro. The country, and they're all striking them off the list one by one by and one. It's which, like, what country had the most like terrorists from? Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And what's happening between U.S. and Saudi Arabia? Exactly, they're best friends. They've already best secured. They they're already secured. One hundred, hundred, ten billion motherfucking yeah. U.S. dollars <laughs> going out there, dog. <laughs> it's all that secured. Ain't small money, man. And the only people that are not gonna fall in line is Iran and Palestine, and that's where the war is happening. It's dog, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm gonna lay it up like this. Yeah. See. Uh, since 2001, there were seven countries, right, that wasn't under Rothschild and wasn't under the regime of the uh, Zionist order. And these countries were Cuba, Afghanistan, Iran, uh, Sudan, Libya, 
uh, Iraq. Mm. Hold on, let me count it. Iran, Afghanistan, Libya, Cuba, uh, North Korea. Uh, fucking. What countries are these? You know what? Let me just. Oh. It is 3.35 for those oh, yeah. of you turning in. We decided to my do this bad, late. So it's Sudan, Libya, oh, North words. Korea, Cuba, Iran. And uh, there was like, by 2011, there was only Iran, Cuba, and North Korea left that didn't have a Rothschild bank. Yeah. Which means that their bank is nationalized. Their money is theirs. A central bank is an illegal, systematic order of banking that uh, leeches on economies by uh, giving them reserves. <coughs> you see, bank reserves and bank notes are different. Um, what we got is bank notes. Yeah. Back in the days, we used to get bank reserves. Yeah. What we get home in Iran, we get bank reserves. What it means, it means even without a motherfucker, even without a government, my money is my money. Yeah. Because I got gold behind this shit. I got steel True. behind this shit. You know what I'm saying? But 98% of the world got bank notes, bro. <laughs> Yeah. It ain't shit. It ain't, it's, it's just puff. It's smoke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's all running <coughs> because they're forcing it. They're forcing it. They got the whole world believing in their delusion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it got no value. But because people are like, bro, US is in how many fucking trillions of dollars in debt, bro? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because you can just keep printing. Because the world is living in that delusion. Yeah. They're slowly coming out because the smoke is coming out, because their shit is coming under their yeah. mattress. You know, everybody's fine until the water gets under your mattress. Yeah. Now they're saying I think, shit. I think, yeah, all of these things are coming to its plateau. Oh, yeah. And it's a reshuffle. And that's why there's going to be an economic boom soon. Whether it's instigated through. Of bubbles or through war, like it's gonna happen. It's going to happen, and I we just gotta brace ourselves. Yeah, I just hopefully um, keep your money ready. Here's the thing: my optimistic self um, allows me to see this brick narrow mm. um, path towards a better future that doesn't involve yeah. any mayhem, and that is by collective shift by. Um, becoming so um, selfless that we correct ourselves by living mm. the very example of the tomorrow we deserve. Yeah. Do you think that's possible? I With the circumstances that we have now? Yes, it's uh, mathematically possible. Mm. But it's going to take um, a collective push from the masses mm. and that's only going to happen by tremendous amount what of are you doing about it uh, personally i'm doing mm. a lot about it apart from raising um information through my uh 
instruments which are music and visual arts animations and uh, mm -hmm. my psychedelic uh, uh, arts and my rap and my poetry what I write down yeah. and um, apart from that what I embody and what I do as as a vegan yeah. I do not uh, support or condone in the cycle of destruction and uh, I do not support a system that's literally destroying our planet mm. and hopefully I can contribute more into yeah. reversing um, the process of destruction not just by not contributing but by actually contributing into reversing you know what I'm saying yes it's good mm. that I've maintained not contributing destruction but now I wish to help the process of healing yeah. now I wish to do shit to clean up now I wish to plan shit on getting the oceans clean. The, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. These are talks, but once the plans are done and yeah. I'm pushing it, it's going to be actions. Just like how I've been like embodying this shit for more than six years now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. Like, yeah, at first, once you got no capitals, once you got no um, sense of push, yeah. what you can do is compromise your circle you gotta embody that change in order to see it in someone else because i cannot tell what's right and what's wrong you know what i'm saying yeah i can only decide for myself and lead it and if another intellectual being sees that shit be like you know what yeah you know mm. that's on them because if it's right if it's, if it's right i don't need to defend the truth okay truth is so out that, yeah sure um here and i think we've got we've got a little bit more time left what would you like if you're ever given a chance to just stand up on a stage and have the entire world as your audience listening what would you want to say to them as of this moment no pressure you can take uh, as long as you want but yo for real what you want though, to say to the world at Cordy? love yourself Love yourself and everything's gonna be okay because all our issues, all our problems comes from the fact that me, me, I don't love myself, so I gotta hurt you to make myself feel less shit about myself. So you're gonna hurt your son, so you're gonna hurt your family, so you're gonna hurt, you know what I'm saying? Fuck, I'm gonna love me, you're gonna love you, you know? He must. And by that, bro, you're going to love you. Kid is going to love you. I'm going to love you. Bro, it's going to be unconditional love. Just just, you, just love yourself. You heard what Buddha did, bro. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, you man. I would this love to awesome. come back. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank again. you. It's like really great. And I'm sure we'll have like plenty more of this. For sure. For and sure. this is just a first hey, shout out roll to out. Moss. Little kitty. Hey, yeah. Hey. Say hello. Hello. You're going to be a famous kitty one day. <laughs> You're going to have all those followers, you know, all those Instagram cats that you've mm. been, like, mm. being jealous of. Mm. Don't worry. It's kitty game on point. Daddy got you. <laughs> all right. All right. Signing out from CyberJaya. Well, um, thank you again for signing in to Jowska. Thank you for listening. May peace be upon um, y'all. We'll see you for the next one. God knows when is that.
but yeah, hopefully for some more interesting content. Uh, yeah, it was nice. Right. And